Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Australian survivor. Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. 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 21 South Africans, 12 ordinary Australians. 
you know, a good working relationship. What was that kind of dynamic like between the two of you? So it was funny because, like, it is um, with with Nathan and Jaden and Winner, actually, like, we just got on off the bat. I just always kind of got on with guys. I have a very dominant energy, I guess. So that just helps me get along with people off the bat. And when I said control Nathan down the bat, I just knew that them gravitating towards me was going to be a downfall for me if I didn't make some moves outside of it. So, yeah, you got on really, really well with, with Nathan. And Winner was in that as well. I kind of wondered because when when uh, Nathan gave Eden the kind of lay of the land of that alliance, he didn't include Winner, but was he very much with the three of you as well? Yeah, we were just, like, getting along straight away, to be honest. So, for me, I thought in the beginning I was always going to come across as a threat just because I'm physically strong and I have a big social game. And so I didn't want to do anything too soon. Um, which was, I guess, my downfall. <laughs> yeah, so Jess seemed to be someone that you clashed with off the bat. Can you talk a little bit about that dynamic? Obviously, we hear that she's kind of thrown out the idea of strong women, possibly your name in that as well. We see kind of clashing where she gives that lecture to the tribe. What was going wrong with Jess in those first couple of days? So I don't think there was anything wrong with Jess. I just think that in, in the beginning, we've just all started. We're all feeling very defeated. The last thing we ever needed was someone to tell us how wrong we'd done. And so I think in the beginning, um, she was quite clearly threatened by the women that were getting along with people and were making connections off the bat. So it is a quite a daunting thing right in the beginning to have someone throw your name under the bus. I don't know why she threw it under the bus with Nathan, but um, she threw it under the bus to the, to the guy that I was chatting with and having a laugh like I hope you guys get to see a lot of it but those boys are funny boys so who did you think she was voting for because you thought there'd be like pretty much unanimous votes on her but did you think she was voting for you no I thought she was voting for me yeah and then was there any plans to kind of mitigate that well we were all always a little bit worried about um you know you've got to in the beginning you completely almost forget about it but you because there's so much pure chaos and excitement and adrenaline and everything happening but we did have a moment of like, oh shit, what if she gets an idol? And I think that's the moment that everyone does have. Can I swear on this? Am yeah, that's fine. On this? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so I think we've, I think with Jess, like, then just hearing that it was instantly my name, which I was like, oh, okay, so it's instantly me who's going out. Um, we we did move around and we did chat to people, but at the end of the day. I really didn't, I wanted the easy vote because I just had in the back of my head, do not play too early because you're already a threat. Yeah, so in in talking about playing early, this group that you had, this like Jaden and, and, you know, Winner and Nathan, like this kind of strong, especially we see with Jaden and Nathan, this strong kind of trio. Do you feel like in hindsight that was too obvious a group? We see you in the water. I'm sure a lot of shots were shown from like a one, one swim. Um, do you feel like that was too clear and that hierarchy was laid out? It definitely felt like it. they showed us having a freaking spa day. Like, <laughs> we just had a challenge. We needed to go for a swim. But like um, at the end of the day, I think the one thing that you never are aware of on yourself is what you look like physically. And people can tell you to the end of the earth. But like I was a hairdresser who just happens to work out. Yes, my partner owns a gym, so I might work out a little bit more. But um, I, you just forget how 
big you look. Like you forget how jacked you look and that maybe people haven't, I live in Bondi. I live in Bondi in Sydney. Everyone works out. And then I forget that when you do go hang out because we're all, like what everyone thinks is that we're all vain, but it's just that, you know, we're near the ocean. So if you have to take your shirt off too many times, you want to make sure that you feel good about yourself, you know? But um, to me, it was just that you just forget that maybe a lot of people haven't seen so many strong women in one area or just you forget when you get together with people who also maybe have muscles that you all of a sudden look like a huge threat. So Eden was someone who turned on that group who it seemed like you were kind of including. What was the relationship like with Eden? Were you surprised that he would kind of almost instigate something against your alliance? I wasn't, I wasn't surprised It's probably not the right word because I started feeling like something was off. And I think if you see in the episode, there was definitely a point where I was like, this is making me nervous now. And I actually say those words. And um, that's because I started to feel like something was off. But as I was saying before, it's just like, it's such a hard game to be in in the beginning because you're like, is it too soon for me to show my real cards? Is it too soon for me to then be like, okay, cool. Something feels off. Let's like turn this around and pull some big moves. Because if I did that, I'd put an even bigger target on my back. So I just had to trust that we had all thought the easy boat was the way to go. And with Eden, love the guy. He's the super cheeriest, happiest person you'll ever meet. And so good on him pulling out some big guns. What about the Vs? We see that you're kind of like not interested in working with them, but they really liked you. It felt like that was something that they were, were keen on. But we see that you you don't have great vibes about Valeria but you want to make them feel included. What was the dynamic like with them? Oh, I didn't think it came across that I didn't have great vibes with Valeria because I actually think she's an absolute sweetheart. I think um, I think I called her the Russian killer because she literally is this like cutthroat girl. She's so sure of herself and it's admirable to be honest with you. But it's so in the beginning, it is just so chaos. It's like that first part of a school assignment where we're all just trying to find our place. So um, I feel like with with Valeria and with um, v, well, we we called them V and Val because it did get a little bit harder to remember their names. But um, no, I, I absolutely had an interest working with her, and we we definitely had a chat. But at the end of the day, you got to go where the group was going. What did you see as your group kind of beyond those guys that you were aligned with? Who were the other people that you felt like would have fooled out an alliance that you felt best about? Well, to be honest with you, we actually, I actually thought that Caroline, Kitty and the Bs were with us. So that is where like, you'll see if you watch the end of the episode, all of a sudden I'm just looking at them the whole time because I'm trying to see if they'll look at me. And like, that is where, unfortunately, the girls turned on me. But yeah, I actually thought they were with us. What was your relationship like with Caroline and Kitty? Because we see Nathan say to Caroline, like, oh, and, and Kitty will carry you through, which is something they don't really seem to like. What what was your kind of vibe with them? Yeah, that was Nathan, that was Nathan not me. Because I yeah. think there was, uh, yeah. definitely, uh, <laughs> there was definitely a moment where I was chatting with the girls. I loved the girls. They, like, Kitty, Kitty is a legend. And I know, like, we're not meant to talk too much about things that you guys don't see. But she is, like, she is a legend. I was... L- seriously chafing from wearing so much denim in the rain and I was so nervous about taking my clothes off to do the next challenge and she was the sort of person that was like take your clothes off we'll do it together like they are they were legends of of women and 
I have nothing but respect for those two women. Yeah, so why do you think do you think it was kind of against a strong block for them to to turn on you if there were like such good feelings all around there? Um, I think it was probably a smart move because if everyone's already throwing out that all these females are too strong and then you've got someone like Kitty who is so much stronger than me. Like she's a competitive lifter. And then you've got, and they, and like they've paired up really lovely, like lovely women um, that were with us. But like Kitty and Val are such strong women, and they're hearing people talk about taking out strong women. You take out one of them and make sure it's not you. What about Mark? Like we see that you and, and Nathan are thinking possibly about targeting him. He's a big part of, of how this all turns around. What was the working relationship like with him? I don't think there was a point where we were targeting Mark. Um, just in the conversation that you had with him, we just hear Nathan say, Nathan is the one who's like, oh, you know, at a point, someone like Mark. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would say with Mark, Mark is definitely someone that you got to look out for. He's a very intelligent man. He, um, I would definitely say I probably didn't get enough time to chat to him. And I think this is the thing about when you are such a big personality is that people did be like she hasn't come and spoken to me but I'm like I'm not JLP like you can come speak to me too mm-hmm. so like I why is it my responsibility <laughs> but I just forget that like because when you do have the big energy sometimes people expect you to do that that work and show all of your like attention to everyone where like I would love if some people came and gave me attention too what about Charles we didn't see a lot of him in the episode as much as someone like Mark but was he someone that you were working with? Because again, he's someone that Nathan kind of names as someone that you could possibly align with, but we didn't see we, as yeah, much of it. Yeah, we had had a chat. If you see, we had a chat around the well with yeah. Charles. Um, yeah, he was definitely someone that I would have 100% aligned with. Yeah, so after this kind of Jess vote, was there kind of an idea of where you would go next? Who you'd want to take out? Personally, for me, it was always going to be, for myself um, and my experience, it was always going to be let those boys come and chat to me because I couldn't, I couldn't knock out those boys in the beginning because then that meant that I was going to cause enemies in the beginning. And it would look really terrible to everyone if I was like, cool, let's get rid of the people who are being nice to me. And so I felt like in the beginning um, that with, with my particular structure, what I was going to do was then create deeper bonds with other people and i would have happily done that and i would have knocked anyone down to to get to the end like we all would have so um i always thought and had plans to work i would have loved to work with charles i i I really like him yeah so but who would have been like was there like a specific name because like how did you see the hierarchy that the dynamics if there's going to be this big vote against jess how does the gate how does the tribe kind of sort itself out after that like who who's at the bottom in your mind after Jess goes home. Ooh, who was at the bottom in my mind? I think, I don't know if I had, to be honest with you, I don't think I'd been there long enough to actually see much of a hierarchy. And I think what people forget is that when someone pulls the strings, like someone like Mark, he created a hierarchy. And so the moment he did that is when the hierarchy kicked in. So I think that we say that a lot during the tribal part where we're like, the game's about to start. And I know it starts from the beginning, but that first tribal is where it really kicks off and people see what they did. So in my mind, I can't predict the future on that. I don't know if I had someone sitting at the bottom of my list because we actually all were getting on. Um, we were just trying to, I was personally just trying to find the easy vote and that was the person I was like, 
I think you see me walk away from when Jess gives us a lecture and I was like, oh, perfect timing because now let's just make someone an easy vote. Well, speaking of Jess, obviously she she lectures you about, you know, the whole tribe, about these these challenge issues. But what was going on at the challenges? I feel like you guys are the Titans. <laughs> you have a lot of strength. Some questionable decisions possibly were made across these two challenges. Like, who, who was messing this up? What was going on here? To give you complete truth, it was because the people that everyone sees as these big, strong people, we actually stood back and let other people decide how we should all be placed because we didn't want to... When you go onto this show and you are this bigger personality, every single person tells you to be smaller. And so you can see that in in some of these big guys, like we're saying, is that they're like, be smaller. Do not be a threat. Do not talk too much. Do not show your cards. And like where they're telling all the people who might be introverted to be bigger. So all of the introverted, more people like that were pretty much just placing where to go, where we probably should have taken a bit more control and been like, we're strong. Let's do this. Yeah, well, but I think too many cooks in the kitchen. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's very much the the Titans' curse. It should it seems like that there's you know yeah like a leadership not a vacuum. It's it's almost like yeah too much of a good thing. But before you came on the show, did you know much about Survivor? How much experience did you have with with watching the show? Truthfully, I've watched quite a lot of it. So I had watched quite a lot of it um, growing up. My mom was a huge fan, and so when I knew that I was potentially going on. I sat down, I watched a, like a few seasons, really had a, had a look at it and um, nothing can, can, can prepare you for the moment you're on those because you can think about what you're going to do, but you forget that there's going to be other people doing things around you. And so that's where like nothing can, can prepare you for that moment where like you're like, I might go in and be this smaller person. And then all of a sudden people are like gravitating towards you and chatting to you and you can't be like, no way I'm trying to be small. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's very hard. I'm sorry to see the way that it went, but it was great that, you know, we got to see it was an incredible first episode. This cast is so fun. Thank you for being a part of that and thank you for coming onto the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. And you guys are in for a good ride. Enjoy watching and um, thanks for the chat. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, ciao. Hi Jess, welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. So sorry to see you go, but I hope you had an amazing experience out there. I did. Yes, I'm sad to see myself go. It was <laughs> challenging to watch it back last night and see all that. Uh, relieved in how it all came about um, and to see that that final edit be aired. Uh, but, of course, my time there was short-lived and if I had my time again, I would do things differently to make sure that that wasn't the case. Okay, well, that's a good place to start. Like, what do you feel you would do differently? How do you look back at that? There are a couple of different things I would do differently. Of course, uh, going into tribal and the the scramble beforehand. But I think I would take it back, you know, even to the first couple of days there. I, I do make a comment in episode one that I feel like a little bit of a fish out of water, uh, not in my element. And for me, like I am quite an extroverted and bubbly person, but when you're chucked on an island with a whole bursting like range of personalities that are really extroverted I sort of went oh I'm going to take a step back here um and I guess in being in a in a room normally with other extroverts I'd sort of let them shine uh and take that back back seat so during I guess the first day even the second day oh, the conversations were a bit hectic from a social side people were, were asking lots and lots of different questions and really rapidly getting to know a uh, 
all the people around them. And I guess for me, like, when I get to know people, I really want to get to know them and understand who they're about with meaningful conversations. And the the combos and the questions were a bit too rapid fire for me. So I was finding it really hard to sort of establish a friendship that I, I found meaningful. And I'm a person who once I say I'm going to work with you or show you that I will be your ally, I will ride that wave till the end. I'm like as loyal as it comes. So I was really apprehensive at the start as to say to anyone, yes, I'm definitely, you know, I'll take you through or I'll I'll work with you to the end. And some people were forming those relationships where I knew I wouldn't ever back out of that once I had signed someone up as an ally. So I sort of wanted to take that time to to form those relationships with people that I, I really knew I wanted to work with. But I think that that ship had sort of sailed by the time that I had, had established, you know, what I thought of all the all the different tribe mates, uh, what their strengths were, not just in terms of, you know, physicality, but where I saw them being like, you know, morally and honest, from an honesty perspective, et cetera. So by then, I think everyone sort of had their their little buddy group, and I was then on the outer from um, episode one, and you know didn't have necessarily people in my corner that would come and snitch to me uh, if my name was throwing around, and and that's what you see in episode two. I really was blindsided. I had conversations with people during the day where you know I would say I'm really not sure what I want to do. I'm thinking maybe Eden. What do what does everyone else think? And really try to take that transparent and collaborative approach that's sort of what I I do at work a lot um you know in my in my role it's all about transparency and collaboration so we're sort of going out there trying to just suss out where everyone was and be be quite flexible and open-minded see if there were other opinions to weigh up but um all the conversations I had were seemingly were on your side Jess um and I you know I thought it was too easy and that should be my giveaway if it's if it seems too easy um then it is so you know going into that tribal what I would have done again I mean at the time I, I was piled on by it was four different people at different stages accusing me of, of lying or putting their name up um for the most part, that wasn't true at all. So I was trying to distinguish fires left, right and centre. And I feel like I, if I had my time again, I would have backed myself a little bit more in tribal council. I was very aware of how much I was explaining and felt like I was over-explaining. But you see how it's aired and it's very much a condensed version of what happened. So I sort of wish I had backed myself there a little bit more and I think I could have maybe convinced a couple of people um, to at least go go towards the Nathan vote. You see that winner writes my... Uh, wrote, writes Nathan down uh, instead of me. So I had him convinced, but maybe some of the others were still, um, you know, wrote Na- wrote my name down instead of Nathan because that's sort of what they'd been told to do and, and went in that. Uh, I think as well, like if I had formed a social connection, uh, you know, even if my name was being thrown around in um, episode two, if I had someone that was willing to sort of give me a heads up on the island as to what might be going on, I do think I would have had the capacity to switch that. And and maybe that's one of the reasons that they didn't tell me that uh, I can a lot of the time try to talk my way out of a lot of situations. And the best way to get me out was to make sure I did not know that it was coming. So, you know, if I did know, uh, and it's easy to say this, you know, when you come from a, um, a perspective of, well, this is in retrospect and in a clear head, I can think these things out. But I would have liked to have approached 
Jaden and or via Nathan, Jaden and get winner as well and get them on side more so with an even vote if I knew that that split was coming because we would have been in the majority then. And if I had to tell Porky's then and say maybe I had an idol that I would use and it was it was going to be Nathan, then maybe I would have been able to actually redirect that vote to Eden after all. So you said that you wanted Nathan and that you were trying to push people to Nathan. What did we not see around that kind of intention changing from what we'd seen of it being Eden originally with you? Yeah, so I guess that that's a mistake I made coming back from the second immunity challenge. I had started a ship sailing in one direction and instead of leaning that ship that way, I kind of flipped back and I think that that's what caused a little bit of just- Uh, distrust with people like why is she going Eden Uh, I think with Eden like there I just I knew that there was someone sort of pulling the strings of people and being a bit of a puppet master and before that that got too established I, I wanted to see whether I could maybe control that situation and I felt like it was Eden I just couldn't put my finger on what was going on but I knew that there was People sort of being the puppet master. It turns out that's Mark. Mark is the ultimate puppet master. Um, I think he's even got Eden wrapped around his finger and then then they have influence over the others. Uh, But I sort of thought it was Eden. He was at camp kind of, to me, felt a little bit paranoid. I think he's just got a personality that's a bit fidgety. But, you know, to to run around, there was a lot of whispers, uh, a lot of sort of... um, like just energetic person, like energetic movements, but will sort of look like he was paranoid and, and yeah, unsettled. So I thought that, you know, he's making me nervous by looking so nervous and maybe um, others can have that perception too. So when I was um, pitching Eden, I was trying to work out what others thought of his behaviour. Uh, when it comes to Nathan, so... Yeah, when we came back from that immunity challenge, I think everyone was a bit sick of Nathan already, but he had, despite us losing, really got us close to winning in that immunity challenge. He absolutely killed those those tosses of the coconut into the into the barrel. And I thought, I don't think that this tribe is actually ready to vote out Nathan because of his physical strength. Now, at this point, we'd consistently lost these these challenges that were important to us, and I just don't think they were in the mindset for that as much as Nathan was sort of getting on people's nerves. So, you know, I've made the wrong decision in, in maybe picking someone that I just wasn't sure where they stood with people over someone who I knew um, where they where he stood with people. What the other thing you miss at, at tribal is um is before Nathan says to me, oh, so you voted out Frankie? And I say, well, yeah, I did. I think um, anyone viewing that will think, well, why was she so honest so quickly with that? Like, why didn't she just lie? Uh, And before that, something that you don't see is Viola having a go at me and accusing me for throwing her name around, which absolutely did not happen. Viola's name was never, ever mentioned by me, but it was mentioned by Nathan in episode one. So that sort of happens uh, early days in episode one, doesn't make the final edit. Uh, And then 
he has spoken or someone in that tribe has tried to convince Viola that that actually came from me. So I was trying to distinguish that situation by, uh, you know, truth-telling, saying that I didn't do it and, you know, what I had heard. And then Nathan comes in with, oh, but you put your votes on Frankie. So, of course, at that time I'm going to own that and say yes to that. I can't tell a person that I didn't do something, which I I didn't do, uh, and then turn around to something I did do and claim that I didn't as well. Like that would have just absolutely unfolded any integrity that I had uh, or any display of honesty that I have. We then have Charles who also (laughs) accuses me Mm -hmm. of putting his name up, which absolutely did not happen. Charles is someone that I would say um, I felt was quite loyal. I thought he had really strong morals as well um, in the conversations we had. And someone with strong morals is someone that I wanted to keep around, not to vote out. And again, what you don't see there is when I'm talking in episode two to uh, to Nathan around the campsite and you know speaking about Eden, he was pitching for Charles. So um, I think he calls Charles a stick in the mud or something like that, just going, look, he's not made for these elements. He wanted him out. And I just said, yeah, but Charles is not really a like a big threat. Charles, we can continue to have there. Uh, I don't see him making any big drastic moves. Like let's just keep him around. How about Eden? And that's how that conversation comes up. So, you know, when I am pitching the Eden vote, uh, Nathan or whoever else has done their good job in um, letting Charles know that maybe that was where his name had been floated from. But, yeah, definitely was not me. I was very consistent in what I was doing on both episodes. I, I knew what I wanted to to try to achieve uh, and I've only ever said one name per um, per each of those those tribals where a lot of people hypocritically had many other names throwing around. Right, but I mean, you said that like we'd brought winner over against like Nathan. So at a point, did it shift for you to Nathan, or you just feel like people were trying to protect you, even if Eden had been your target? Yeah, there is definitely more of an argument at the tribal that is shown. So when it is clear to Viola that. I wasn't the one that put her name down. Uh, it gets suggested that that was Nathan. Uh, and her and Valeria do have a go at Nathan saying, well, you know, what's your side here? And he says, I don't remember. And Valeria has said, oh, that's convenient, you know, to not remember. Jess at least has an answer and can provide us with context and you don't seem to be able to do that. Uh, when it came to Charles, and this is something that I really regret, I, again, was was talking about my place in truth and owning my moves and what I had done. And I thought if I'm lucky enough to get myself out of this situation and and do go back to camp, I don't want to be a person that then has then thrown everyone under the, under the bus. I'll, I'll own my moves. Uh, you're coming to me, accusing me of things. I'll tell you what I didn't do and what I did do. I'm not going to start name dropping who else is doing different things. But at that point, I really should have thrown Nathan under the bus. He evidently wasn't working with me, he was going for a vengeance boat. Uh, and I do wish I had said to Charles uh, that it was Nathan. I think I said to him, no, it wasn't me, but I know who who named you. And I should have just said, no, it was Nathan. Um, Nathan does have a go at, uh, Charles does have a go at Nathan as well in that tribal about something. And I kind of thought, oh, how is this playing out? Maybe, maybe they're all anti-Nathan now. Uh, and Winner was evidently convinced with this situation. I, I did speak as well about, you know, their options were to 
um, keep in people that they didn't know were lying or manipulating them, or you can keep in a person who uh, is transparent to potentially their, their own detriment, but would you rather work with someone where you know where they stand? So you said that you had, you know, thought you'd made friends and they turned on you. Who were the relationships you felt the best about and that you felt the most betrayed by at the point where you went home? Oh, definitely Mark. <laughs> it's amazing to watch back and go, wow, we, Mark was absolutely never in my corner. Uh, I just felt so comfortable around Mark. I thought Mark was brilliant. I recognised that he had just immense intelligence and influence, but he made me feel very just comfortable in his presence, very respected. Uh, he he's just a really great communicator and he's the type of person that yeah really does take you under his wing and you do see in the the last episode how much him and Eden are working together and they say that you know we're we've got this secret magic wand no one knows that we're calling the shots and I can say that that was that was quite genuine I would see them every now and again having just a, a quick chat but they're like commitment to working together definitely flew under the radar, at least from from um, from my perspective. I knew Eden was running around trying to get in absolutely everybody's ear and he seemed quite erratic, whereas Mark just seemed really controlled. Um, and, yeah, I really didn't know he was out to get me as, as much as he did. Uh, the other people I, I thought that I could work with a lot better than, than I ended up um, doing so. Um, Charles was one of them. Charles and I... Um, I, I, in the in the challenge, the tug of rope challenge, um, rewards challenge, you know, there was a point there that all of us were yelling about, you know, to pull or whatever. And, and Charles was saying, I only want to hear one voice. I want to hear from Jess, like entrusted me in that moment to give him the right directions at the right time. So we kind of can get everyone else to shut up. <laughs> and I'm on um, squatting down the whole time, absolutely shot my legs. Um, well, they're, they're more so, but to try to make sure that whenever that rope had slack, I was giving them the instructions to pull. And I said to him, we were talking afterwards about how we had a really good team dynamic, um, him and I, and like I was happy that he could really trust in me to be able to give him or support him in in that um in those directions and I and I sort of felt then that maybe we did have more of a an understanding that him and I could have each other's back and that we're there for each other uh, and then the other two that you know uh, didn't write my name they wrote down Nathan uh, but as a split vote was Kitty and Caroline who who really surprised me during or day three they've really taken me under under their wing. So at this point I was still going, okay, I don't really know who my who my buddies are over here. And I pretty much spent day three, four, five with them, um, knowing that they were a tight two, but really appreciating that they had taken me under their taken me under their wing um, and were really including me in their little clique. So I had known that, you know, long-term, if the choices were made, it was them for each other before I was I was there. Um, but, yeah, very disappointed that, you know, when the, the options come up to, to let me know potentially in that scramble what was going on, even if, like, you know, regardless of whether I could have controlled it or not, I would have loved for one of them to have just said, oh, just by the way, a heads up, um, not to be completely blindsided. And I do know that Caroline absolutely had that opportunity. We speak right at the end uh, before we go to tribal and she does not say anything. So 
they they didn't write my name down and i think that part of that was well if we i do happen to to get by and go back then they look like they've never actually stabbed me in the back or didn't have my back they would have been able to say oh no no you know we were with you from the start um you, we went out to get you but obviously that was not the case and then last question, obviously, the negative side of socially, someone like Frankie, it seems like you guys were clashing, you know, when you're talking to the tribe, she's kind of pushing back against you. Obviously, that's going to really play out of that first vote. What went so wrong with Frankie? Um, look, with the Frankie vote, it wasn't something that was like, you know, specifically something was wrong. Uh, we had decided early, like the whole tribe get back from the immunity challenge and you've got three people that instantly peel off. Um, so some of those, those scenes where they're in the water, I would say probably happened more early days in the scramble. Uh, and the rest of us do go to uh, the well and start having these sort of conversations. And it's just so clear. It was within like 30 seconds of getting back to camp that we've got a group of three that have peeled off and then a group of nine that have walked off in a separate direction. And that's really where those conversations start about, well, we like, look, look at this. Um, and my actual pitch to Eden and to, to Mark was Frankie or Nathan. Um, I said to them, look, you can see that this is tight group of three forming. We've got Jaden who we want to keep around for his strengths. Uh, at this stage, you know, do we want to throw a bomb at this? Because, what I can anticipate happening and like how boring would be that these three really strong brawny characters are then just, you know, recruiting maybe three more people that they don't really care about. And you do see Nathan trying to do that to different people saying, we'll take you to the end. We've got you. Um, and I said, what they'll do is, is, build a little alliance but with you know people evidently on the bottom and then they'll start pipping off everybody else and do we want that to happen if not let's reset early because we can change this narrative in episode or you know in this first tribal by throwing a bomb at that situation so i put down um or suggest nathan or frankie uh the frankie push comes from really sort of everyone collectively wanting Frankie out. Um, we do speak about, you know, the different skill sets we've got in the in the group. The, the first night, all of us are talking about what we can bring to challenges in the sense of our, our strengths physically or from an endurance perspective or maybe it's challenges. And there are three women that pretty much just say, I lift strong shit. And um, that kind of comes up going, all right, well, we've got three women who live strong shit. Cool. Um, you know, do we need three women who say that that like there was nothing else that they came up with? They go, that's it. That's what we do. Oh, I do that too. Um, whereas the rest of us had a bit of a diversity in sort of what we could really bring to challenges. So that does come up. And I, you know, I'm quoted uh, or seen saying in episode one that, you know, we've got three women that pretty much had the same, same skill set, which is completely not I want to vote out a woman because she's a strong woman. I mean, that was articulated a completely different way by Frankie and by Nathan. Um, but that definitely formed part of the conversations with the bigger tribe, uh, as well as some personality sort of issues. Um, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really get to know Frankie as well as I could have, and that was more a time-based um, constraint. But those who had formed more um, or had more conversations with her identified that maybe there were some personality issues there, and then they were very much on board. So what you do see in episode one, um, 
like looks like maybe they're all out gunning for me and then I luckily save myself. My perception of it was that we were all going Frankie. Um, they caught wind of it and changed from Valeria and Val to loading on me. And like they're not oracles. They obviously got wind that that's what I was doing and that's where the vote on me comes from. Uh, and I had spoken to some of the others about, well, yes, tell, tell them it's on me. Uh, and was very aware that the other tribe mates were going along with that. Um, you know, of course, that's a risk that I'm running. They could have easily just been going along with me and actually not having my back. But I really did trust that in episode one that the right people were in my corner. So at no time in that first tribal was I nervous about going home. I felt like I was very in control of that situation. And it was almost um, relieving actually to have my name called out in such a way because I expected it and I was like 99% certain I wasn't going home. Yeah, well, so much gameplay in just a few days. It's really crazy with the, the tribal council and the two big votes. It was, there was so much going on. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and explaining your insight on it. Thank you and, and hope you had a great experience. Thanks, you, Shannon. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. There you have it, everyone. Hope that you enjoyed both of those interviews for a very big week of Australian Survivor Titans versus Rebels. To recap what I said at the beginning of the podcast, Talking Tribal is out on template and in podcast form. The recap with Rob is coming as well. And the events with George and Johnny Fairplay next week, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. And I will be in Melbourne and Sydney. So you can go to George's Instagram for all of that. But follow me at Shannon Gates so that you don't miss any of the content. I'll be putting all of that out. Thank you as always for being along on the journey with us. Hope you enjoyed these interviews and I will see you next time. Bye. Australian Survivor. 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 Survivor.